Hey everybody, and welcome to the Amen Torah Podcast. This is Yosef Siegel. Um, to those of you who listen to this podcast every week, you're in for a treat. Um, for the first time in quite a while, not sure exactly how long it's been, um, I am doing a brand new podcast. Um, yeah, for the past uh, few months at this point, um, I have not been able to keep up with uh, doing a new podcast every single week. Um, but uh, this week I was able to do it, thankfully. And um, um, very happy to uh, be able to do that. So, uh, without further ado, uh, let's get into this week's Tvar Torah for Parshas Chukas. Say for Bermidbar in general, um, when you go through every single Parsha, there is just uh, jam packed, every single Parsha is jam packed with. Um, famous stories and halachos and, 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 you know, different laws uh, that have to do, not just the, that are, like, the famous stories of the Torah. Um, they're really all here in, in Sefer Bamidbar. And I actually, at one point, I wanted to, uh, for some of my students, I wanted to, when they were studying Parsha, I wanted to make, like, a, um, like a matching test where in one column you have uh, you know, a list of parshas, and then in the other column you have a list of events, and you have to connect the events to the parsha that they're in. And I really could. The, what the thing I wanted to do was make the test that every week there'd be like five or six or, or even up to ten events on the right side, and they could all fit into that parsha. <laughs> like it was really like every single parsha is just jam packed. Um, and parshas Lukas, um, I think, actually might be the most packed of all the parshas in Sefer Bar. We start off with Paraduma. Um, we continue with uh, the death of Miriam, the death of Aaron, the famous story of Moshe hitting the rock, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, <coughs> it's really several key halachos as well. Um, this really, this parsha, you know, with the deaths of Aaron and Miriam, and then with the uh, declaration that Moshe would not be allowed into Eretz Israel, um, is really a um, an extremely impactful parsha for for B'nai Israel at the time and, and historically as well. So, you know, everyone knows the story of Moshe. Um, the B'nai Israel complained to Moshe um, that they have no water. Because um, I'll tell us that this happens right after the Pusik shows us that this happens right after the death of Miriam. And Chazal tell us that uh, this was because the water that the B'nai Israel received in the desert uh, was in the merit of Miriam. And after she died, uh, that merit that merit was gone, um, and uh, they ran out of water. So um, they complain about the lack of water. And Moshe and Aaron, down with Hashem, and Hashem tells Moshe that uh, he should go and uh, take his staff and go talk to the rock, and <coughs> he'll talk to the rock in front of the whole nation. And as he talks to the rock, the water will uh, flow out from the rock. Um, and this is, you know, a very this is a very, very famous story, and what happens up happening is that Moshe, instead of talking to the rock, he ends up hitting the rock. And it works, the water comes out, but he didn't do it the way Hashem told him to. And Hashem gets extremely angry at him, um, and he considers it, Hashem considers it a tremendous uh, lack of faith on Moshe's part, a tremendous chil Hashem. And uh, it's even worse chil Hashem because since the entire nation was there uh, to, uh, to watch Moshe speak to the rock and have the water come out, that Chil Hashem that he hit the rock instead uh, took place in front of everybody. So a tremendous opportunity to make a Kiddush Hashem uh, became exactly the opposite. And uh, his punishment is that he doesn't get to go into Eretz Yisrael with the nation. 
So this is the basic story. Um, but there are so many elements that go into the story. There's so many different takes from every single parish. You were not uh, you know, a real commentary on the Torah if you didn't have your own take on what exactly happened in this story. Um, ranging from even what I tell you is the most basic story that everyone you know, says that this is the basic story, that's not even entirely in the Torah. Um, some elements of what I included are found in Rashi and Madrashim and other Mepharshim. Um, so to get a clear picture of the story, you have to sort of just pick a parish and, and go with it. Um, uh, and over the years, we've talked about different elements um, and we've followed different Perushim. Um, today, I wanted to focus on one element and take one parish. I want to talk about the Kliakar, and he goes on the whole story. He really has a, a piece on the whole story, and I very much recommend that you read it on your own. Um, but we're not going to be looking over the entire his entire piece. We're just going to be focused on one element, and you know maybe at a different time, we'll uh, we'll discuss uh, you know a different year. We'll discuss more than that. So the Kliyakar asks a simple but very important question on this story. Hashem tells Moshe to bring the staff to the rock. Why? Right? Every other time we've seen Moshe with the staff, uh, it's to perform a miracle with the staff. So. What is Hashem telling Moshe to bring the staff if all he wants Moshe to do is just speak to the rock? The staff has no purpose over here. Um, and in fact, if you look back in Parshas Peshalach, you see that Moshe <coughs> actually got water using a staff, right, or using uh, a piece of wood over there. If you look in, Par in Parshas Peshalach and Parshas So, you know, Moshe has gotten water with a stick before, and now Hashem's asking him, you know, to bring a stick to a rock, you know, you can kind of understand where Moshe may have, you know, made a mistake and said, like, oh, I, I, maybe I'm supposed to talk to the rock, but I'm also supposed to use the staff, right? I'm not just supposed to talk to it, I'm also supposed to hit it. So, <coughs> if Hashem didn't intend for Moshe to, to use the staff at all, what's it doing there? So the Kliyakar brings a Chizkuni, who says something very interesting over here. He says that this staff that Moshe took was not his staff, right? The famous staff that Moshe used in Mitzrayim, by Kriyas Yamsuf, and throughout the desert. This was not the staff. This was the staff of Aaron. In last week's Parsha, Parsha's Korach, um, after um, Korach has, you know, accused Moshe of um, taking the uh, kahuna for his own family, right, that Aaron was not actually supposed to be the coin, and Moshe was not actually supposed to be the leader. So Korach dies, Dustin Avirim dies, that part is taken care of. But Hashem still wants to prove to everybody that Aaron is supposed to be the coin. So he tells Moshe, tell each Nasi to take a staff and to uh, put in a big bucket of water inside the Mishkan, and they leave it there overnight, and in the morning, whosoever staff, right, each person would mark off the staff, and Aaron uh, was the staff for Shevet Levi, and uh, whichever staff would sprout flowers, uh, they would know that Hashem was telling them that that person was the rightful coin. And as the Pasuk tells us, Aaron's was the only staff to flower. So everyone comes and takes out their staff, but Hashem tells Moshe, leave Aaron's staff there. It should be a sign for everybody that his claim to the kahuna is legitimate, and uh, you should never forget it. So the Pasuk here actually says, right, if you look in Pasuk Tess, Parikhoth Pasuk Tess, Moshe, is t Moshe, Moshe takes the staff, Lifnei Hashem. He takes the staff that was in front of Hashem. What does that mean? And the, so the Chizkuni says, Lifnei Hashem is Bidafk over here. It specifically says Lifnei Hashem to tell us that it was Aaron's staff that was in front of Hashem. Okay, so that's the Chizkuni's Pshat. So now comes the Kliyakar and says, that's why... That's why this staff is coming. It's not Moshe's staff, it's Aaron's staff. Why? What's so special about Aaron's staff? This staff of Aaron was very similar to the stone, this rock that Moshe is about to approach now. 
this was a dry piece of wood. There's no water in here. There's no chance that any flowers or anything is coming out of this staff. And yet, it's put in the water. Hashem makes a miracle, and out comes these beautiful flowers, right? The moisture just it just comes out of the of the wood. You know, like if you put something dead in water, it's not all of a sudden going to turn alive the next day, right? So it's not that the wood soaked up the moisture that it needed, and all of a sudden the flowers came out. No, this was something which was dead, that there was no moisture in it, and Hashem put moisture inside of it and made all these brought it back to life. So so too, we have this rock. There is no water in this rock. The rock is bone dry. But Hashem's saying, no, I'm going to bring moisture out of this rock. So what's the staff there to show? The staff's there not to hit the rock. The staff is there to show, like, do you see the staff? Remember what happened with the staff? Well, now Moshe points to the rock. The same thing's going to happen with the rock. And that and everyone was there, and everyone would have seen it, and everyone would have heard, and they would have remembered, like, oh yeah, that was the lesson, that's the same thing. We see that Hashem, if Hashem wills it, anything can happen. And this was supposed to be, a, this would have been an unbelievable Kedosh Hashem. This would have really been an opportunity to showcase to the Israel what it means, um, uh, what it, Hashem is capable of, and to keep that Emunah in Hashem. But for whatever reason, like we said, it's a complicated story. There's many elements within it, but let's just follow our basic story. Like we said, Moshe misunderstood the instructions given to him, and he brought the staff to the rock, and instead of just talking to the rock and showing the staff, he instead hit the rock, and that's when uh, you know, the trouble started.